If you were our sponsor, this is where your ad would go. With the new year, we are now accepting sponsors for our podcast, Weight Inclusive Innovators. Here's the thing. Our audience are passionate, weight-inclusive business owners who are looking to connect with and learn from their peers and want to hear what you have to say. Whether you've got an upcoming course launch, webinar, book club, or whatever else your brilliant brain is creating for other clinicians, we want to hear about it. Reach out to us at hello at weightinclusiveinnovators.com with the subject line sponsor, and we'll send you more sponsorship details. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about how quarter four, the final quarter of 2023 went for us as well as our goals and intentions for the first quarter of the new year. We love a good fresh start over here, especially as Enneagram 7s who really like to start and stop things. Uh, Cyclical in nature, if you listen to our webinar, you know, you know. But before we dive into today's episode, we are going to check in with our word of the year from 2023 and then what our word will be for 2024. Hi, Hannah. Hi, I'm so excited to talk about our word of the year. I'm pretty sure 2023 was the first time I did a true word of the year, or maybe I just don't remember 22, 21, 20, because it's all the same year, but let's talk about it. We've been really intentional with, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. So I think having the podcast to constantly like refresh our brain of what our word was, was pretty helpful. Totally agree. So my word for 2023 was space. I was really craving some blank space, some time to just exist, some time to see just like what I like, some time to just be bored. And I really, it's funny, I feel like I've been ramping it up ever since I've been on my Mexico trip. So the last quarter of the year has been the most space I've had, literally from the US. And just in general, you and I always talk about being in a different location from our home base gives us more flexibility and it's easier to shut off from work sometimes at a certain time because you want to go and do other things and just enjoy a place. And so that has given me a ton of space. And I'm really proud of myself for consistently, even if there were times of not having space, being able to come back to the word and know that that's what I desired. Um, I was very consistent with space for 2023 and it was so good. I think that's what the word of the year is for though, right? It's not meant to be this like perfection meter or like it's meant to be a gentle reminder that that is something that we're craving. And so even though there are always going to be seasons of life where it might not be feasible to have a lot of space, the fact that you have held on to it. And I love that you're ending the year with the most amount of space. Yes. And I want to name a few ways that I have created space. Um, One way is I stopped seeing clients. So that created space in my schedule. I put a cap on business coaching clients that created space in my schedule. I delegated a shit ton 
that created space in my schedule. And I also worked my schedule and protected my boundaries most of the time to where I started work at a time I wanted to start and I was done with work at a time I wanted to be done, which created space. So I'm patting myself on the back 10 out of 10 for space for me, even though sometimes there was not space. Yes. I absolutely love that. What is your 2024 word of the year going to be? Drum roll. Okay. My 2024 word of the year, this was just decided yesterday as I started a new book. (laughs) Um, If you know, you know, the word is essential. So I want to only do things that are essential for me to be doing. I want to stop doing things that don't make sense for me to do that are a $20 task. I need to be doing the $500, $1,000 tasks. And so I'm going to work on doing what is essential. This is coming from starting the book called Essentialism. I can't really speak to it too much yet, but it's really, I'm only on like page 10, but it's really But it's already had that much of an impact. I know. I was like ready. I've had the book on my shelf for like two years, but I haven't been ready to read it until now. Um, It's really talking about prioritizing and we think more things are important than they are. And it's really about finding out what is essential, truly essential to do to protect your time, space, energy, all of that. So I'm excited. Essential is the word. How are you balancing essential of doing things that are only essential with also doing things that fill your cup? I would say that's essential. So essential, and that's where it's a good word because it's broad, but it's also specific. You get to define what essential means. Um, It could mean for a season, it's doing the bare minimum, the things only you can do and have to do and giving yourself more space, right? Or it could be, for example, me continuing my Spanish lessons once a week forever because that feels essential to me and fills my cup and helps me develop a different part of my brain and a new skill that is helpful, right? Open for interpretation. I love it. That's what word of the years are for is that we get to interpret them. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Fill us in on your 2023 word of the year. My 2023 word of the year was simplify. Whenever I said this word, I was being pulled in just a lot of different directions. And I was like doing the most, like doing a bunch of things half-assed. Like a damn seven. Like a true, true seven. And so I... uh, chose simplify as a gentle reminder, not as a way to be perfect and simplifying everything because they, that definitely did not happen this year, but it was definitely a constant reminder to give myself permission to not have to do it all. This actually showed up, I would say more in the last quarter, which also like rightfully so we're now in a period of reflection and we're getting to see how it really played out the whole year But it played out in a way that I didn't have that intention in the beginning of the year. A lot of this past year, I delegated out. So I delegated out copywriting. I hired a business coach. I had a virtual assistant to help with Way Inclusive Business Academy lessons. And while I'm so grateful for all of the support that that provided, I think it also put me in a mindset that I needed to expand everything. And I think that expansion felt the opposite of simplify. So I hired all these people. 
with the intention of simplifying, but I think what it did was it removed me from the core of certain pieces of my business that I don't think were ready to be let go of yet. I didn't have enough systems in place of my own doing to be able to most efficiently and most effectively pass it off. And so I noticed that in October, whenever I ended all my contracts, that really allowed me to come back to of like boots on the ground. What have I not been doing that has removed me because I've wanted things to grow so much and that's been different than simplify. And so I feel like if anything, it kind of brought me back down to that base level and just made me realize that like, well, I am so thankful that I had the support over the last year and I learned a lot. Simplifying, I think it's also going back to what do I have the capacity to do and what pieces of my work do I still need to hold on to to ensure the connection is there. Oof. I think people learn that a lot when they bring on somebody to help them with things. I know you gave many examples of like business coach, a copywriter, but an admin assistant, which is a step a lot of people take to try to simplify their business and their life. It takes more work at first that it is helpful. And sometimes you're not ready for that and it makes things less simple. So I don't think you know until you go through the thing. So I love that it was coming from that place. And then you learned and pivoted that it wasn't the time to do that. But I do think you did simplify all the different things you were doing in other ways. And it feels like it. And I don't know if that's like simplifying in the sense of like, it just feels a little bit more streamlined and how I'm doing things. I also think part of it was simplifying by taking away a lot of expectations. Like, yeah, I did not majority of the year, I did not post super consistently on my Morgan Sinclair Designs account. Um, I did simplify by combining a lot of my accounts into one Instagram account. And now I use it for fun. Like as I have like shower thoughts or thoughts while driving, and I'm like, oh, that'd be so fun to post about. And then I post about it. And it's and it's not meant to be this like really heavy marketing, whatever piece of my business. It's fun. It's creative, which is my favorite part of my work that I do anyway. Fills your cup. Fills my cup. Well, and you simplified in a lot of ways of coming back to your offerings versus doing as much contracting work as you were in the marketing yes. realm. So that's a big way you simplified. Don't forget. I know it feels like another year. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that I did have a couple contracts this year. You're right. Yeah. I did simplify in that sense. What are you going to focus on word of the year wise for 2024? Okay. So 2024 word of the year is going to be abundance. And this is not just going to be my word of the year for business. This is going to be my word of the year for my personal life as well. A lot of this year has felt like so many people around me in business and in personal life have just all been moving on to the next stages of their life. And I'm feeling a little left behind, which is a total selfish thought to have, but that's just kind of where my brain's at. The word abundance is meant to challenge that mindset that I'm getting left behind when in reality, just because there are new people coming into my immediate circle's life and just because they're have new partners and having babies and they're growing and they're 
it doesn't mean that there's less love to share between our friendship. Hmm. I think that's really important. And then also abundance in the terms of business, because this has been one of the hardest mindsets for me to radically accept. And I freaking hate it. Yeah, I, There are so many other mindsets that I just like radically accept and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, I'm going to believe that. For some reason, financial abundance is so, like, there is a mental block that I just cannot get past. And so I really want 2024 just to be the year of sitting with that and figuring out why I can't move past the fact that I'm like limiting myself, this limiting belief that there's not enough. Yes. Mm. It's so hard though, because when you're living in a state of not making the money you want to make and having that quote unquote proof, it does make it hard to think about things abundantly because it doesn't feel abundant. And the objective truth is it's not abundant if you're feeling like you don't have enough, right? So that's real. The only thing that you can do in those times is take action and work Mm -hmm. on mindset. And those things together will help change the situation. It's just been, it's been so fascinating. I, I love myself some good mantras. Like I essentially like run my life by mantras and like little positive phrases that will get me through. When I read a lot of them, I'm like, oh yeah, I like that. Oh yeah, that's good. Like my favorite one for this year, it's probably going to be also my phrase going into 2024. It's like lucky things happen to lucky girls and I'm a lucky girl. I like, like that. And that just feels so easy to believe. I don't know what it is. But then I read these freaking mantras and affirmations about money. And I'm like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Who believes that? And so Uh I'm just like never cynical about things. And for some reason, there's just like some cynicism coming up with that. And, And I think you're right. I think part of it is that the last few years have, while I'm so thankful that I've gotten to like run my business full time, it just hasn't felt the same financially as when I had a full-time job and was running my business on the side. And so I, yeah, I'm just excited to like sit with abundance and be challenged next year on how that shows up. I'm giggling because the pillow behind you, one is a sun. It's very bright and happy and optimistic. And then one is green with llamas and it just makes. la llama. And it's just perfect for like <laughs> your your baseline optimism and how it just shines through you. But when it comes to money stuff, it's like, yeah, it's harder to embrace that. It's so much harder. So we'll see what comes with my abundance mindset work in 2024. TBD. TBD. Are you ready to recap our 2023 and project for 2024? Let's freaking do it. Alrighty, let's kick it off. So I just feel like I'm in a really weird spot with my business. Q4 was just kind of like a fluke quarter that I don't necessarily love. It it was what it was. I didn't super love Q4, but such is life. Here we are. That's business, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> so for Q4, my goal was to have two branding and web design clients per month. Truthfully, I couldn't even tell you how many clients I had. It wasn't two. It was like maybe one and a half for the whole quarter. I had a couple past clients come back for a recurring project. So that definitely helps support, but it was not 
new clients. My discovery calls were low. I've talked about it pretty much every week on the pod since end of October. So y'all know because I'm not shutting up about it. Uh, another piece of this was to raise my prices to support scope creep. I did do this. I have new prices going into 2024. They're on my website. I'm putting them on my pricing and packaging guide today. Feel really good about it. They look super fair. Thank you. Second one was to launch two more website templates. Red didn't get done. It wasn't a priority. And honestly, it's not going to be a priority until at least the end of Q1 again, if even then. Three and four was to remain consistent with email marketing and Instagram content and to launch my Black Friday sale. Did both of those. Didn't have a single Black Friday sale. That's okay. Probably I'm not going to do Black Friday again. I usually just FOMO around Black Friday about everyone else having sales. And so I did it this year. But honestly, it just wasn't really worth it for me. Can change, but nah. It was green. I did it. Didn't love it. Good info for you to have. Exactly. Bad days make good data. Going into Q1 for Morgan Sinclair. Okay, well, actually, before I go into Q1 projections, I'm just going to say this. I got an offer from a company that I'm not ready to talk about yet because uh, I don't have anything signed yet. And so until it's signed, I'm not going to jinx it. However, if that pans out the way that I am really hoping it will, that is also so values aligned with my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious goals in life, not just for the next year, but like in life, it's going to shift a lot of stuff for my business goals in 2024. And so my Q1 projections, it was hard to write these because I feel so in limbo with if that's actually going to like come to fruition or not. So it's going to be a whole hodgepodge when we do the Q1 recap because we'll see what happens with life. So all that to say, Q1 projections for Morgan Sinclair Designs, 20% revenue increase. I'm going to try to not base it off of number of new clients, but rather revenue increase because one, I raise my prices. Two, I fucking love working with past clients. Like getting to see their businesses grow where they now need more support feels so good and life-giving. And I'm not going to say easier. Easier in the sense of like, I did their brand and website. So I already know the whole behind the scenes. And so it just feels good. So 20% revenue increase. I love that you're doing that, by the way, because it's one of those things where people don't know that they can ask you to like basically be on retainer or help upkeep things. Like I know I wouldn't think about that. And then as I was coming up with new offerings, you're like, I'm like, oh, yes, yes. And that's, your job is to sell yourself again to people of why they continue to need you. So love that you're doing that. That's fantastic. It feels really good. It feels really fun. I also really want to hit a five figure revenue month sometime in Q1. I have no plans of like what that's going to look like or how I'm going to do that. But there has just been a couple of times the last three Januaries, I have gotten so fucking close to hitting five figures that I'm like, you just let me have a win. I want a freaking five figure a month. What's the closest you got? What's the closest you got? Like 9,600 something. Damn. (laughs) I'm so close. So close. So we'll see if that happens, but I'm going to put it out in the universe and let the abundance do its work while also working hard to hit that five figure. Love it. 
Um, and then the last is just reviewing and editing my email marketing flow. I've had the same welcome sequence, like nurture flow for the last year and a half, two years. My copywriter kind of revamped it this year. So it feels like a little new and fresh, but I just have so much more. I've set up systems in my email marketing that I have so much more data of what people are actually interested in when it's separated out between business foundations, branding, marketing, and web design. And so I'd really love to start filtering some people out of the welcome sequence or like once they're done with the welcome sequence into other email sequences with education and information that is specific to what they got on my list for. You freaking crush email marketing. Like, some of the emails, and I know you had help from a copywriter, which is fucking awesome, but your flow, the consistency of emails, you send a good amount of emails where you're staying fresh of mind without sending too many, like you fucking crushed it. So I'm excited to see, I like being in your email marketing flow and I can't wait to see where you put me. Thank you. I feel like you're just like a hype girl this episode and I'm here for it. I will say this, just like a little note on Morgan Sinclair Designs. I've been feeling myself want to pull away from Morgan Sinclair Designs more. And I don't know if it's because of this like new shiny offer that has come my way. Or if it's the fact that the last few months have just been like really fucking hard financially. And it's probably a combination of both. And so it's just like this really interesting spot of like not really knowing what goals to set and holding this duality of like comparison of what other people's success looks like while also knowing that like I'm really good at what I do and like holding space for all of that so Mm. I have one nugget of wisdom in my brain and I'm gonna butcher it because I don't remember exactly how it was said in this book I was reading but people often quit while it's hard before they get to the good stuff Mm -hmm. and I I know you're not quitting but like feeling that duality is very real but I want to challenge you to like push through the hard and keep just moving because it's only going to feel better and it's going to get better. And I believe that too. You see a mantra that you told me that feels really easy to believe. I believe that too. Um, But it is, it's, it was, it's a weird phase right now to like set goals for something that I'm like meh about. That's real. And I also, that's just honest. Like it's unrealistic to expect things in your business to feel great and exciting when you're setting goals all the time. Like one of our accountability club members, she said recently, like, I'm going to stay in the accountability club to work on this unsexy business stuff. And I'm like, love it. We're here for it. It's not always exciting launches and things. Sometimes it's the accountability to get your freaking chart notes done or to write your email newsletter. There's so many things you can use it for that aren't just about making these big moves. So we love the unsexy. We sure do. We're here to keep it real with you. So Morgan Sinclair Designs has consumed the majority of my brain. However, we will go through the other businesses as well. Weight Inclusive Business Academy. My Q4 goal was to launch two lessons a month. I realized like two weeks into the quarter that I did not want to do that. I also let go of my virtual assistant who was helping me with Weight Inclusive Business Academy stuff. And instead, I decided to do a four-lesson masterclass. So I put something on the calendar of like, I'm going to teach this education for free and I'm going to record it and all the recordings going to be available for purchase. And that was really freaking awesome. And so I'm going to do that again in Q1. I have no idea what I'm going to do it on. That accountability was exactly what I needed to get some lessons done. I loved the conversations with people. I loved getting to connect live with people. Like that feels so important to me. And so it filled a lot of those little pieces. Well, and it also gives people the opportunity if 
they're not in a financial place to pay for it, like they can capture it live and get that content for free, which is so cool. Yeah. And it felt really good. Like people are still messaging me about their email marketing that they learned about from the masterclass. And like, it's so fucking fun to see people's businesses grow with that. So that feels really good. Uh, TBD on what the masterclass will be on, but it'll be recorded. It'll be offered for free, recorded, and the lessons will be sold through being the Business Academy again. Love that cadence. The eating expedition. My goals for Q4 were to finalize the Mexico City cost and to open up registration. Both were green. It's now not just Mexico City. I pivoted and added Guatapac onto the calendar. <laughs> opened up registration. I had eight spots. Three of them got booked in Q4. My goal for Q1 is to fill at least two more of those spots. I'd love to have all eight of them filled, but I four is my go no go. And so I need to just get at least one more. And then we're just going to push a little more to two because people like to travel together. And uh, I also want to do something with the content that I took in Spain. I had uh, Jessica, who is also doing some work with Weight Inclusive Innovators, with me for majority of the trip. And she took such good content for me. I have so many videos of me like gallivanting around Spain and trying all these new foods and getting to experience new things. I have a whole like slew of videos on how to navigate the metro system in Spain. And I just haven't done anything with it yet. And I just need a creative project. And so I'm going to work on putting content together for that. Love it. Spain 2025. Let's go. I'm also going to be in Spain for a month in 2024. So that feels, it feels natural in the progression. <laughs> Ooh, which month? I am going to be there all of October. So my Italy trip ends October 3rd, and then I'm going to finish out the month in Spain doing market research for the eating expedition. So I could potentially do a Spain eating expedition trip in 2025. Be on the lookout. And then lastly, my personal goals. So for Q4, I wanted to read two books a month, continue daily Spanish, check and check, crushed it, did so good. Continuing both of those in Q1 because we love some good consistent goals that I can meet, that I know I can meet. My other two goals were to create a copy table book. Honestly, I have no idea where that came from. It's probably some random TikTok trend <laughs> around the time that we were like recording the last recap episode. <laughs> It totally was. Oh my God. Now I want to go listen back to what you said about the coffee table books. That that tracks. They haven't crossed my mind since that episode. So it's rad. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, to take the last two weeks of the year off, if we are recording this in the second to last week of the year. I'm kind of, I'm not really taking this week off, which is fine. I am in my follicular phase. I have a lot of energy. I'm feeling really motivated. I'm feeling very creative. So I don't want to stump that just because I like set a random goal back in September to take the last two weeks of the year off, such as life. Uh, next week, which will be the last week of the year, I am slowing things down. Don't have client meetings. Have some time scheduled with family. I am actually supporting a friend's business while she's in Scotland of like doing an event here in Houston. That's super fun. Uh, but that doesn't really feel like work. That feels like fun. So love we'll it. take that for what it is. And let's see what else. Oh, I'll just share my little like fun more of less of something you said in the webinar yesterday really stuck with me where you were talking about making a little reflection list of things you want more of and things you want less of. And I would just happen to be doing my 2024 visualization and manifestation document yesterday. And this is what I came up with. So I want to be doing more of ordering for the table with groups of friends, both new friends and old friends. I want to be sitting at the bar, even if it's by myself. I want to be spending extended time in some of my favorite places. 
I want to do more education and teaching through blogging and masterclasses. And I want to do collaborations to support other people's audiences. I love it. Thank you. I want less of comparing myself to other people's businesses growth when I don't know what their goals or their life circumstances are. I want less of trying to do it all half-assed instead of choosing one focus each month and doing that really well. And I want less of laying in bed and scrolling through social media in the morning. And I actually tried this out this morning. I know there's going to be, I just know during my luteal phase, all I want is to lay in bed and scroll in the morning. And so you know what? We're going to lay in bed and scroll in the morning when I'm on my luteal phases. However, whenever I'm in my follicular phase and I wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at six o'clock in the morning for no other reason than I have a lot of energy, I'm going to force myself to at least get up, make myself a cup of coffee, and then go back into bed if I should feel like it. But I at least have to get up and get coffee first. Habit oh, are you? Just habit like what you talked about yesterday. <laughs> yes! Yes! Your talk clearly landed with me really well yesterday, subconsciously, because I wasn't even thinking about that until now. I love it. If you all listen to our webinar and anything we talked about really resonated or stuck or you're doing something, please DM us or email us. We want to know. <laughs> I love to hear it. Love to hear it. Anyway, that's what I've got going on. Passing the mic over to you. Beautiful. I'm super excited for your 2024. I know you're going to crush it. and. All those goals sound good. And okay, let's talk about nourished first, my bread and butter. So my Q4 recap, my big three things. Number one was stabilizing um, and really ramping up marketing efforts. I made this one green, thumbs up. Shout out to Caitlin, who is busting ass as our practice manager, marketing, outreach, making connections, managing our inquiries. She is chef's kiss. Um, I feel stable. Nourished feels very stable. My team feels stable. Their client loads feel stable. I feel this is the first time in mm, five years of doing this where I'm like very peaceful about it and it kind of mm. is what it is. And that feels so, so you, nice. You recovered from the client dip of August to October? Uh, yes, the great dip of August. 2023. Um, we talk about that in our webinar we just did too, about the blip versus a trend. Yes, we have recovered. We've got steady referrals, people reaching out, converting. It's awesome. So whew, that was a mess. Number two, work on SOPs and writing up how to fucking run the business. This is red and this really needs to get done as well. <laughs> <laughs> so hate that for me, but I just could not prioritize it, nor did I have the brain space to do it. This sounds like a really great task to uh, use as an excuse for us to do an advocation together. Love it. Let's <laughs> chat offline. <laughs> Number three, plan out 2024. Growth positions, having the right people in the right seat, tightening policies, check that is green. That was what Q4 was all about at Nourished for me. A lot of visionary work, and I feel really good about where things are at. We've had a ton of good conversations. I received some leadership coaching over the last quarter, which was very helpful. And the TLDR on that is I'm working on being clear and setting expectations and making it known. So yay for growth. For Q1 of 2024, things to do, goals. Nourish Colorado is expanding. I guess I will name it on the pod. I don't know if I did yet, but we are expanding to have an Oregon location. Um, maybe we can do a whole episode or a little spiel about that. I'll leave it 
short and tight as it is, um, we're going to expand and have a second location in Oregon, which is going to be a two to three year project. So yay, it's going to feel good to be scrappy and start over um, and have like the new group practice owner feel, even though it'll be a leg of Nourish Colorado, but I'm super excited. I know, sorry to drop that like big ball in here, but it's fine. I love it. Number two. Get a fee increase from one of our insurances. We just had a big one from an insurance company. It was so helpful. And we're on the edge of getting another one. And I want to push it through to start in Q1. I'm feeling very hopeful about that. That's going to absolutely help support our company. And fingers crossed. And then number three is I moved over the SOPs business organization. I really want to hire it out, truly. And I'm trying to. But I just haven't found anybody to do it yet. So... Basically, I heard on a podcast whenever we were driving through Mexico that somebody set up their business basically where you could click it and buy it. Like that's kind of the idea is you want it to be so organized that you could just push a button and buy it. And I loved it and it really resonated. So wait, buy a business or buy the offer? Buy a business. Oh. Yeah. Like imagine your business listed on Amazon and you can just click to buy it because it's so organized. And then they need. Uh Aha. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm not interested in selling anytime soon, but I love that concept that it's so organized and everywhere has a place and it's very streamlined and like somebody could just pick it up. And if anything ever happened to me, morbid, but you know, yeah, I want Nourish to keep going. So we'll see. It's in Q1. Okay. Q2. Values Driven Group had big four. Number one was no new one-on-one clients. Check. I had already booked a couple people um, that started with me in Q4 as their starting time, but I did not book anybody in Q4. Does that make sense? Like I kind of booked them in Q3 for Q4, but I didn't book anybody for Q1 in Q4. Um, I had a couple one-offs that people wanted and it worked in my schedule, so I was fine with it, but I didn't get a new workload and that felt really nice to just kind of coast with my peeps. Number two was work on new offerings. This one is yellow because I came up with the new offerings, but I don't even know if I did. I think I might've done that in Q3 and I was hoping to execute more. Yeah. I feel like we had a good chunk of things laid out, at least in terms of like the work that we did together. Yes, we did. And when we were in Mexico city, I laid out a lot of things of what I wanted to do. Couldn't get any traction on them, needed space. and so. Womp womp. Number three, plan out 2024 projects. Kind of goes along with work on new offerings. It's also yellow because I know what I want to do and I'm very clear and I just need to do the thing. So Q, Q1 is coming for you. And then newsletter once a month. I didn't do it in the way that I wanted to, but because I was promoting weight inclusive innovator stuff, I ended up sending out a letter technically once a month and nurtured my list. So it's yellow. Okay. I'm here for it. Awesome. Okay. Projections for values driven group. Number one in Q1, I'm only having five to six business coaching spots a week. That's it. I'm not doing seven, eight, nine like I have in the past because I need my energy for nourished and for creating other things for values driven group. And I feel very good and solid, have ran the numbers on it, feel awesome about it. I'm very proud of you for reeling that in. Thank you. It was getting out of control fast. Number two is I want to have a newsletter one or two times a month. You are working on setting me up a template, which I'm very excited for my email marketing. I really felt like writing lately, but I'm 
a person that likes to plug and chug my content. I don't want to set up all the structure and things. Um, I'll do a little bit of systems work like I did for our email series for we, but I don't want to make the structure of my newsletter. So we will be getting that going soon. I did one to two times a month to give flexibility. I love a flexible goal. And then in Q3, in Q1, I want to have my first webinar that's for sale for group practice owners recorded up on my website, ready for sale. Yes, I'm so ready for that. I think you've been that, ready. <laughs> yeah, I've been ready. I don't have the knowledge in my brain to execute it. You have to do that part. So I am so excited for this, the webinar series that you have planned, at least the three that we've talked about, plus I'm sure more to come are going to be so fucking helpful for anyone wanting to start or just feel validated in their group practice. And I cannot wait for those to be live. Thank you. It's also taken some time to gather and fine tune what it is that people actually need to hear and the questions that they're asking. So I'm giving myself that grace as well. I've been coaching people since July of 2020. So it's taken me three solid years to really get a grasp on the patterns that I notice people are having and also figure out what I want to offer. That's not just one-on-one work with me for people who maybe like, it doesn't make sense to spend that money in their business or like they Mm -hmm. just need a quick passive thing to watch, to be informed. That's low cost. Yeah. Makes total sense. And the first webinar that you have coming out, you did like a semi offer of this. I will never forget this. A semi offer of this for EDRD pro a year and a half ago. And I don't think I've ever seen a more active chat on a Zoom than during that presentation. So I just know people are going to eat this up. That's such a good point. There was like 80 people on that call. It was awesome. It was awesome. I remember sitting there and being like, wow, she really fucking knows her shit. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm never going to have girl. <laughs> I feel like people either are hell yes or hell no when I give talks about group yeah. practice. So. That tracks. It's great. Okay. And then my personal goals is from Q4, I had two. One hasn't happened yet. By the time this episode (laughs) comes out, it will. But the first one did. Two months trip to Mexico. I'm wrapping it up this week. It's very sad. It's been amazing. Definitely one of the highlights of my life, to be honest. And I hope it's the first of many. Um, Number two is turn 30 and take the last week of the year fully off. I am doing that next week. By the time this comes out, it will have already happened. And it's great because I've been talking to my team about how I'm going to be out, getting my business coaching clients prepared for me to be out, stepping back from weight inclusive innovators for the week. And I feel like I can actually have space. So yay, finishing out the word of the year strong. Q1 projections for personal. Number one, I want to ski for 20 days. That's my goal for ski season. The main ski season is Q1. I miss some of it. In December, being in Mexico, it was totally worth the trade-off, but I do want to ski 20 days. Number two is I want to start cooking more. I feel like, I know, it's weird. When I have space, that is something that maybe I want to do. I want it to be low pressure, but we've Mm -hmm. eaten so much delicious food in Mexico. Like, I'm just not willing to (laughs) eat boring-ass food of like my, I don't know, pasta for the 10th day in a row that has jarred red sauce. Listen, it's a solid meal, but I I need something more spicy. And my partner's an amazing cook. I love when he cooks. I would rather clean every day, but also splitting the load. I got to cook a little bit. <laughs> and number three is I want to continue 
my Spanish learning. I'm in my lesson once a week. I have homework. I practice with my partner. Been listening a lot in Mexico. It's been awesome, but I want to find ways to do it daily that's fun. Sometimes it feels like a chore. Um, a lot of the time it still is fun, especially when things click and it's random because it's not obvious when you make progress. And I know you know this. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're just like listening to people and you can understand and you're like, whoa. The wildest thing. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. So I want to like find some cool podcasts. I want to watch more movies in Spanish. I really enjoy that. And yeah, I want to do something at least daily, even if it takes one minute, just so it's staying top of mind because I'm that's one of the things I'm really going to miss about being in Mexico is like having that access to the language and like mm-hmm. getting the exposure of it. And it's, it's beautiful, truly. Um, and in the U S it's just not, especially in Denver, it's not as present. So I'm going to miss it. Can I I'm afraid of losing my skill. I like a rec. Yeah. Something to try. What were your favorite books that you read in like third, fourth, fifth grade? Ah, uh, probably Junie B. Jones. Do they have that in Spanish? I literally had, that's what I read. I read Junie B. Jones in Spanish (laughs) because it just, it brings out that like childish enthusiasm of like being at the book fair and being able to like get a book. And the stories are so simple. I, yeah. So I have Junie B. Jones and the other one that I have is the Magic Tree House books. Oh, I love that. So if you need something, I usually write like in the book, like I'll translate it. Though I haven't been having to do that because I've actually understood things more and don't need to have things written out quite as much, which feels really good. Okay. I am on to this with you because we were at a bookstore in Mexico City last week and I actually did buy a young adult novel that was in Spanish, but I was, I read it in bed and it was still too hard. (laughs) So maybe I need to go back to third grade. Junie B. Jones. You know what book I won't be getting that totally traumatized my childhood was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Do you remember that one? I feel like there was something in that book. I know what you're talking about, but something fat phobic or something that encouraged eating disorders. I don't remember. Mm. It was horrible. Do not read that one in Spanish or in English. If you can avoid it or have your kids do it. Yep. (laughs) Um, Thank you for that rec though. That's good. I'm going to see what Junie B. Jones books are up or I was even thinking goosebumps could be good. Ooh, that could be fun too. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about we. Oh my God, let's talk about we. So this is the first time that our goals for Q4, or like our goals for the quarter are not all green. And I'm feeling bump, a little away about it. <laughs> At least they're not red. There's some yellows they're in there. They're not red. So our first intention and measurable for Q4 was to run the accountability club. That is green. We successfully Check. did that. And then our next two are yellow. So the first one is to plan our 2024 group admincation and potentially a personal admincation. We have like danced around this topic a lot. And I, I'm pretty sure we have it decided. We just haven't like announced it yet. We don't have the logistics figured out yet. More to come on that. It will come out. Promise. We are planning something. We've been in big launches in December, to be fair. With the webinar, with TAC in January, we will be launching group admincation with dates. We'll do a save the date at minimum, probably the first week in January. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. And then our third intention for Q4 was to create strategy on how to monetize the podcast via sponsors. I might get yellow. It it should be yellow. This this lives rent-free in my brain. I think about this at least once a week. I just, I don't think either of us have had the capacity in order to 
do any sort of strategy on it. And it goes back to number two. I think we need a personal admonition with the two of us to actually get traction on this. Yep. The reason I marked it yellow is because technically we're monetizing the podcast by having the accountability club and also by doing group admincation and Mm -hmm. with webinars and with all the things we have planned, we're due for another business workshop. We are. So we have technically monetized the podcast in that way, but we really would love to get support in the day-to-day. We have streamlined making the podcast. Very great. Love our systems, but it's still work and energy and stoke that we bring every week. And it would be awesome to be paid for it. So we are looking for sponsors. If you have a business offering or a way to support businesses and you want to sponsor, you probably heard it at the beginning. We want to have some sponsors for 2024 to help us support continuing doing this. All right. Tell us about Q1. Okay. So we're continuing the accountability club. I think at this point we have like 12 new people signed up, which is super freaking exciting. We have some people staying, we have some people going, that's a normal part of this, but we're super stoked and just really speaks to the need and our consistency that allows people to have a place to come to. And that's very awesome. We love hearing what people are doing in their businesses and supporting them, getting the shit done. Um, Another intention slash measurable is I am going to fly to Houston in March and Morgan and I are getting new branding photos done for We Inclusive Innovators so we can change our branding and feel inspired and fresh. Not um, even new I branding think- photos. We are just getting branding photos done. Oh, yeah. I'm we don't have any. So <laughs> excited about we're finally going to have some consistency. Well, when we started, we were just like, let's pick two pictures of us that like kind of vibe together. And that has been super great for as long as you can remember and all the other times we've been together we've been like in new places where like branding photos were not a priority but i'm so excited for this intention of you coming finally happening Mm -hmm. i'm so excited to take brand photos okay that's gonna kind of be like a tiny little admincation too because we plan to work on some business stuff while i'm there that's true so maybe a little bit more green than yellow (laughs) (laughs) fair fair enough it's the admin part, not vacation. Okay. Um, another intention we have for Q1 is we want to pay ourselves quarterly. Right now, last year, we paid ourselves twice. Um, part of it is we are building up our nest egg for emergencies. You, y'all know I'm the CFO of this and yeah. make sure that we are financially well. <laughs> and so we wanted to make sure we had a good chunk of cash in the bank for if anything were to happen. Luckily, our business is pretty straightforward with inclusive innovators and it's just our time and our expertise that comes with it. Um, and so not too many expenses, but we did want to have a buffer. And so now we're like, okay, if we're going to keep doing this, let's pay ourselves quarterly. We don't have, we have some revenue goals set in mind. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode on that someday. We don't have it at this moment in time because we're allowing our business to have slow growth, but we want to just pay ourselves something quarterly. That's the goal to start doing in Q1. And then we want to announce and launch Admincation. Group Admincation, definitely, probably also a personal one. (laughs) We got to go do a little scope out of some new places for group adminations. And I feel like you and I should just go there first. <laughs> Sounds great. I like it. Market research. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our pod and add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week.